hate peanut butter. Uh-huh. What what else is on this list? I stand by that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember the one that really stood out to me because I was like, oh wow, she went all out. Was the chainsaw. <gasps> that was that was the crazy story. That was done in like a few hours. Like a little interview about <laughs> and I got to show off my outfit. And that was like the start of it. And it was completely just Wing, swing of swing yeah. of the moment, wing, swinging it, winging it. It was winging a, it. I was winging it. I was <laughs> winging it. It's just like a Today's guest, Kira Please, is an on and off camera media personality, voice actress, artist, and a person who's been able to mass over one million followers across multiple platforms through her unique perspective and ability to create, perform, and promote engaging, authentic content. She is bold. She is bad. She is Kira Please. Thank you for joining us on Real Gym. Thank you for having me. I'm honored, honestly. Uh, okay, before we get into the questions, oh, you no. said something off camera, and we got to really talk about it. Because I can't have peanuts. But do you oh, like yeah, the taste allergic. of peanut butter? Oh, okay, so that's different. I Okay, okay. That what? Makes sense. Sorry, what, I was, what my bad. Do you, what do you like? Okay. You said you hate ice cream. You said you hate peanut butter. Uh-huh. What, what else is on this list? I stand by that. Um... <laughs> I don't like chocolate. What? So like, don't give me chocolates for Valentine's Day. It's just not for me. Oh my god! Well, don't be surprised. Chocolate. People ice don't like cream? chocolate. Cho but it's like chocolate and ice cream. Yeah. And peanut butter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What else? Um, mayonnaise is not that great. Oh, okay. well. Uh, yeah. See, you feel me? But that's not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you. We could. We could go without that condiment. Like, okay. We don't really need mayonnaise. Pie. Well, what kind of pie though? Any Hold pie. On. All pies? I'm just incriminating myself. What is going on? Are you a serial killer? You eat all pies, ice cream, chocolate, peanut butter. Don't what invite else? me to the cookout. I'm a, clearly, I shouldn't be a guest. <laughs> okay, well, what are some things that you do like, actually? I like french fries. Okay, that's good. Crab legs. Okay. Sushi. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Tacos. So that, okay, okay that I guess I balance it out. Now, yeah. if you were like, I don't like sushi, I don't like this, I'd be like, okay. You're crazy, yeah. Cut. <laughs> you need to leave. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Hey, you, yeah, you, the person who's tuning into Real Gems. 98% of you are not subscribed to Real Gems with Aaron. If you love my content, make sure you hit that subscribe button, please. I would love more of you to join me in my journey. So go ahead and do it. All right, let's get back to the show. So what like drove? I'm just curious because I mean we're gonna get back to the conversation, but like you just you shocked me. Like I'm when sorry. you said you hated these things, I was like, oh, like what, what, why, like why? Do you I don't like have it? a sweet tooth. Oh, I, okay. I like, never had a sweet tooth, and for some reason those items just don't excite me. So are you like a savory person? I'm a savory. I like. I was gonna say sultry, but that sounds like music. But I like <laughs> sultry music too. But I'm a, definitely a savory okay. kind of person. Okay. So or then, sour. Sour. Okay, so then that makes sense. So it's just like anything that's sweet, you're not really vibing with. It's just more. It's not. I'm not a big fan. Like most of the time, okay. I have to be in a very specific mood, which usually doesn't happen. So. Okay. So savory, mm -hmm. sour, yeah. and then also. I have to say, you're a little bit spicy too with your fits that you be wearing. That was nice. I, like that? <laughs> I, I do like that. I like spicy food too. Oh, there you I, go. I like it hot. It's nice. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Yeah. I remember the one that, um, I mean, obviously I've seen the other ones on social, but I remember the one that really stood out to me because I was like, oh, wow, she went all out, was the chainsaw. <gasps> Man. That was that was the crazy story. That was done in like 
a few hours. Wait, what? Yeah, it was really? pretty. It was pretty wild. Yeah. So what happened? Was it? So was that something that you like ideated on your own, or were you hit up about it? Because I remember you put it out around the time that it dropped. I know, isn't <laughs> marketing? <laughs> hey. uh, but no, no, no. I did that on my own. I mean, I had in my head for a while that I wanted to do like a chainsaw woman, but I just mm -hmm. never thought I could do it. It was just in the back of my mind. If yeah. it ever happens, it happens. I went to a convention and a fan of mine actually knew me and said, hey, I do custom builds. Oh. And they actually had dressed up as Chainsaw Man for the convention and they said, do you want me to drop off my hat and chains? <laughs> I can always make another. I said, are you sure? They're like, yeah. Oh, so wow. they, 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 they took, a, I think, a bus or a cab for an hour, which is crazy. What? Shout out to you. Um, yes, shout is, out to you. Shout out to you because that was insane, and I'm so thankful because you made my dreams come true. But they came, like they took an hour. Um, we talked for a little bit. Mm -hmm. They dropped off the stuff, and then I really wanted to get it out by the time Chainsaw Man came out. But that was like literally the next day, and my flight was happening. So I woke up early. We got it all together at the last minute. Someone actually gifted me like a bathing suit that had like eyeballs that looked like demons during the convention. So we pretty much incorporated that into the fit. And um, I did it at my hotel room right before we had to check out. I sent it to my friend that's a graphic designer to add some blood. Oh, wow. And um, we got it up the next day. So I was so happy. I was ecstatic. <gasps> that is so crazy. <laughs> so for all, of, for all the listeners and viewers, just to add a little context, Kara, you know, started out as a cosplayer. Now she does an array of different things from doing man on the street questions and those do really well on YouTube and TikTok to everything. Has a show on Netflix on Twitch, just a, a woman of many trades. And I'm actually curious because, I mean, we previously talked about your beginnings in terms of cosplay. If you would like mm -hmm. to check that out, go to the launching point to learn about her beginnings because we're going to get a little more nitty gritty into just the more of the business side and personal side of her. Um, it sounds like your fans are very much an integral part of your process in some shape or form because, mm -hmm. like, I didn't know that there was someone who's like a supporter of yours was like, "Hey, I'll give you this that for you was, to make yeah. the outfit in time for the launch of the show." Mm -hmm. It was. I mean, that was crazy. I didn't realize I had like a community that was that sweet and kind, yeah. and that's just like doing above and beyond. And I could not be more thankful but um they actually it was like my discord community oh. um i actually started a discord just to have a book club because i wanted to read comic oh. books and they were one of the people that joined the discord mm -hmm. and um they came through they like a group of the people in discord went to the same convention i was going we met up we had brunch and then we got to talking and then yeah. that's when it like kind of came about and i was like wow this is kind of crazy i'm very glad that we've cultivated this type of like just generous community yeah i mean and even with you right i this is something that i've always been intrigued when it comes to just like your creation your process like it all is very organic like mm. it you know from at least from the social contents that i've seen like it's never as like hey join this like it, it just feels like everything is just super organic with you and your community you. and and that's hard to do like how like how do you do it or do you feel like it's 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 less about you and it's more about just the individuals that are supporting what you mm. do? That's a good question. Um, well, I never thought I could have a community like this. Mm. Like, like it was never my original intention to like, I'm gonna build a community. It kind of just naturally spiraled after 
everything I was doing and mm -hmm. I started finding people that were either like like-minded or wanted to do similar things or were interested in similar things so it kind of unfolded more and more as time happened and I feel like I've been doing content creation for so long at this point it's probably not that crazy but like it's getting up there it's been a while <laughs> like I was doing this like ever since like kind of middle school and what year was that I don't know <laughs> I don't even know anymore. She's like, listen, it's I don't know. It's twenty twenty three now, um, and I think over the years, as I've evolved, I think my community has seen me evolve, and I, I think they've evolved with me. Um, I don't even know if that answers your question, but it's definitely fine. been like a, it's been like a journey to build this community and kind of see like the different facets of my own personality and the facets of people who do support me or, or are interested in the same kind of things that I'm interested. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's been pretty authentic. It's been mm -hmm. pretty pure. It's never been like, you need to join me. It's kind of like, if you want to come along for the ride, you can. And <laughs> People like to ride, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. We're going on a journey. We're going, we're going on a one-hour bus trip. Yeah. Over. But are you, were you ever afraid of, like, the evolving process? Because not only are you evolving as a person, but, I'm like, your content has been evolving as well. And, and especially when it comes to creators and more specifically BIPOC creators, you know, yeah. we tend to get so pigeonholed into a box. And sometimes when we try to evolve or expand, you know, it doesn't always hit for us yeah. so were you ever afraid of that evolutionizing process for yourself yeah i think um i got kind of i don't want to say pitch and hold because it's a lot of me so many opportunities but i did get to a point in time where even cosplay felt like it made me stuck a little bit because i was interested in so many things but it's i was scared to not do anything else because what if people don't like it? They only kind of like me for cosplay, so maybe I should stick with that. And for a while, I kind of battled back and forth. I had like conversations with my aunt and uncle about this, where it's like, you love something, but you also wanna kind of spread your wings and do other things. But in social media, sometimes it can be a little tricky because everyone tells you to niche down or like sometimes your transition or your pivoting mm -hmm. doesn't resonate with people and you may lose a lot of people. And I think I just got to a point that I didn't want the fear of losing people to distract me from what I actually want to do and what my intuition is telling me that I need to lean in towards. Mm -hmm. So originally, yes, very, very terrified. And for a while, I kind of just like didn't do anything else. And then something just clicked, something where I was like, if I continue to just do this one thing without exploring any of my other interests, I'm doing myself a disservice um, without like trying to really figure out who the capacity of what I can be is. and. I I look at like social media as a resume. So like if I never show other things that I can do alongside with, you know, other stuff, people will never know. Yeah. So I thought just screw it. I'm just gonna put it out there. Like I don't care whether it flops, it does amazing. As long as I like really am into it and yeah. really wanna put my best foot forward within that and I'm really actually passionate about it, I hope people can understand that and at the end of the day, it's my life. I can't trade it with anyone else's. So I'd rather lean towards that. But it was a scary process. I like, I was, I was like, I don't know, man. What if people don't like it? <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> people have been nice. <laughs> and I wouldn't have it honestly any other way. I'm really glad that I did that. That's good. I think for me, what what's 
made me just like not care anymore. Funny enough is when like Twitter went to shits. Like, oh yeah, I was just like, you know what? <sighs> it is what it is. I'm just gonna keep because like Twitter for me was my biggest platform, and then mm. I'm like, you know what? Twitter's this- scary. Oh, Twitter's girl, terrifying. Don't even, don't even get me started. Like every day, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go back to my safe zone. <laughs> But it also kind of forced me to start looking at building on my other platforms, looking at doing other things. So it was a it was a blessing. And it also taught me basically what you said about not just not only worrying about the followers, because I think what a lot of creators don't realize is you can build a following. Like if you switch a direction, yeah, you'll lose some, but you could still add more people to. I mean, this is, I guess, a bad way to say it, but like you could add more follower supporters to replace the people who left. Yeah. And but it's always that first jump that people are afraid of. Yeah. And you made that jump and then you've been doing like quote unquote man man on the street, woman on the street content. Yeah. What inspired you to go and switch and start doing that kind of content? Um, so a lot of it was I didn't this is gonna sound so bad. I didn't wanna be known just solely for cosplay. That's not bad. And I don't know. I don't know. Because it's great. It's still great. But I just I I just felt like I had a lot more to offer. And I started realizing like people don't know what I sound like. People don't know my voice. Wait, hold on. They don't? I well, I back at that time. time, They didn't know my voice. They never heard heard me speak, even though I felt like I've spoken before. But it was kind of just this barrier of just like I've only seen like pictures and I realized that I didn't really want to be represented solely as that. I wanted people to know my personality and how I am. And like I think one of the biggest things that was important to me is like building a community. I want it to be built off of who I am as a person and you know whatever that comes with it, they'll know what to expect as opposed to just like I've only seen pictures of you, so I can't really judge you. Like, I can't really figure out who you are. That's true. And I wanted people to, like, learn a little bit more of who I was. And I thought, okay, what's a good segue? I was like, I just had a random idea. I, I People do street interviews all the time. But I was like, I haven't really seen people do them at conventions. I'm always at conventions. I'm not going to cosplay anymore. I'm going to pass the baton and highlight people who I see have amazing cosplays. I was like, I've done this for a while. Like, why don't I start showcasing like this is the world that you see behind the picture that you don't always get introduced to if you're not in that world so i went to i think momocon of last year with my dad i asked him to fly out and i was like hey man you got to be my cameraman (laughs) (laughs) he don't know how to work a phone (laughs) i was like but listen we're gonna try this out i don't know really what it's gonna be and so I just went to a convention i was like this convention i'm just gonna randomly ask people questions i had nothing prepared I didn't know if it was gonna work well, if I was gonna be funny, interesting, scared, terrified. And we did it and that was the first time I saw like a different type of reception where it was really cool to kind of see people like point things out in different costumes or people in the background or noticing the questions are all in relation to the characters without realizing it. And it was really, really fun. It was really nice to meet other people, whether they didn't know me or they were fans of me, Mm -hmm. get excited to do something a little bit different at a convention. Um, They have a lot of stuff to do, but it was just something kind of like outside of the experience that you're like, oh, cool. I was in like a like a little interview about, (laughs) and I got to show off my outfit. And that was like the start of it. And it was completely just wing swing of swing of the moment. Swinging it, winging it. It was winging it. I was winging it. I was (laughs) winging it. It was just like a light bulb clicked. And I was like, I'm going to do this. 
Well, you've been doing it and been doing really well. I mean, I think I saw because like it's so funny. You're it comes up as shorts for me. I know. I I keep telling people I'm so sorry. They're like, I keep seeing you in my shorts. I'm like, I, you know, I don't know. I guess the algorithm likes it. But it means that you're doing something right. Yeah. And uh, my question as a follow up to that is, what value did you get from it when it comes to? Highlighting other people versus mm. just highlighting yourself. Because mm. when it comes to the content creation process, a lot of it is kind of a focus on you as the creator. Mm-hmm. But there's actual value of utilizing your platform to shine a spotlight on others in the form of content or in the form of anything. So yeah. what was that value that you took away from that experience? I think the value was, one, for me seeing how diverse this world can be Mm. and how many different personalities and people are included and I thought I felt well I didn't think I felt real value of showing that to people who otherwise wouldn't know it like from all ages like you have people who were in their 50s or 60s that are in these interviews you have people who are kids or people who just started or people who have been doing it for years and they have these crazy builds but you I think there's a terrifying moment when you get into that world where like I have to be good at it mm-hmm. and or I have to be the best but you see I feel like through the interviews that there's so many variations of types of people and there's not one way to be I guess a nerd or a geek or be interested and I think that was just really really cool it also was really cool when people's friends saw like wait I work with that person <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> that's really cool like there was this one guy I interviewed for the first time at the Renaissance Fair. It was my first time at the Renaissance Fair. He went viral and gained like 7,000 followers because of the interview. And I was like, that's, to me, that was just like really cool that he would otherwise, I'm sure he's doing his own thing, but that was just really cool for him to like, I, I saw him later and he was talking about it. He was like, yo, thank you so much. That was really cool for people to kind of like see my costume and like see my personality. I don't really talk. And I was on like, you know, my social media. So I got to, and it was just like a different experience that um, I valued. Um, And I was like, wow, I love that. Like, I I really do. It makes me happy. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that's kind of like the philosophy I go by, like utilizing my platform to highlight other stories. Yeah. Because like you said, there's so many different individuals. There's so many different ways to be a nerd. There's so many different ways, even just experiencing life. And, right? and having all these different it's, perspectives. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no worries. It's crazy. I'm getting into it now. It is. You're <laughs> like, oh, we're ready. But no, it, it, it's, I, that's why, like, for me, even like doing this, right? Like, the reason why I wanted to create this show and this mm-hmm. platform is to show people that so many different creators go through so many different turns and transitions and pivots in their careers. It's not always like a straight line for success. It's not linear like It's ever. not ever. 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 <laughs> it may look like it, but it's not at no. all. There's so many valleys, plateaus. Oh People don't God. talk about the plateaus. No, they do not. Those plateaus <laughs> be plateauing. Oh my God. For yes. a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Twirling your fingers like, okay, what's like, next? Is this it for me? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but it's like that. And, and I think that like, you know, uh, one of the things that you and I kind of had like a, a conversation recently about that I'm, I'm very curious to hear from you about this and if you're if you're open to talking about it is the business side of mm. pivoting and transitioning, right? I'm sure it's probably safe for me to say that most of the revenue you were generating came from the cost playing stuff at a certain point, right? You know what's crazy? Or is it not? No. No, and I don't from? think, 
anyone talk well maybe people talk about it but truly and utterly okay i really did not get paid mostly ever for cosplay what but it gave me the eyeballs for brands to get interested to then want to do things but it wasn't at the beginning inherently the cosplay i think cosplay allowed for visibility so we don't have to get too nitty gritty, like high level, right? Mm. Like, so if cosplay was visibility, what was that main vertical for you that was generating the revenue for you to be able to do the things you wanted to do? I think it was, this is gonna sound very cliche, being able to make engaging content beyond just cosplay. Like how do I incorporate the brand's message if you know they can't do a character because it's copywritten or like I had, I. I went to school for, um, what's it called? Creative advertising. I also- ah, I remember that. Yeah. You know, we talked about last time. Yeah. I did. <laughs> and I, I did TV production. So I've always had like an interest in film, entertainment, mm-hmm. marketing. So being able, that was kind of it. Like having this, the eyes and the skill set to figure out ways to creative creatively show um, a product. And I think through cosplay, I got brands to kind of recognize me, but it didn't start off as them wanting me because of the cosplay, which is weird. Wow. Cause I thought like, it, I didn't guess at conventions for a while. Like yeah. everyone would deny me. They would say, I'm not a good fit. Wait, what? I wouldn't have any pants. Like it took a while to actually even make money because of like, cosplay and in that world mm-hmm. um which is strange to me but here we are <laughs> here we are yeah it's yeah i mean listen it's it's even for me like starting out my money making uh kind of vertical wasn't even hosting it was like other stuff and then eventually it got into me doing brand deals now it's at a point now where I was able to raise my rate enough that like hosting does drive a lot, but it's not the only thing, right? You gotta, well, I mean, you gotta keep good. building. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I never, like I was always, you know, I have a business minor, my parents are very business oriented. So like I knew that, okay, once I get that hosting up to this point, I gotta focus on, you know, building my own IP. Yeah. Getting it to this point. Oh, smart. Doing it stuff for other companies, yes. building it to this point, and then just have it be something that like, so then I can do whatever I want to do. So you build your portfolio it, exactly. and your um, your talents and your repertoire of what you can do. So it's not only hosting, but you're like, hey, you can get me for hosting. However, I've done this, this, yeah. this. We can talk about what that collaboration can look like more so than just this one thing. We can expand on it, which I think is really cool. Yeah, and a lot of times what people don't know is the reason, also the other reason I'm able to get my rates so high is because anytime anyone hires me, they're not only hiring me as a host, but actually as a producer. I make more yes. money with the producer skill sets I have versus just hosting. So that's why I'm able to get such a high rate when I ask because anytime they hire me, they're always like, hey, Aaron, we want you to help with segments. We want you to help with this. I'm like, all right, my producer rate is much higher. And that's but how I'm able do to it. do it. Yeah, and, and and I'm curious to know, like for you, do you ever implement that knowledge and, and that, that uh, uh, college experience that you have in advertising and marketing? Do you incorporate that into these kind of conversations where it's like, hey, I'm a creator, but I understand advertising, marketing. I understand these things that may be a little too high level for creators that don't have that experience. Yeah. Uh, I try to. <laughs> as much as they will allow me, yes. I'm just like, okay. Like it happened recently, actually. Um, a friend of mine, they have a uh, clothing brand mm-hmm. and they wanted to pay me to come and model. And I was like, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> we could do that. 
where I just come and model, you give me a model rate, or we c I could produce a whole campaign for you. I'll cover the, I'll figure out the creative direction. I'll hire the, the makeup artist. I'll do a whole campaign. We'll make a video highlighting you and what this brand means and pretty much do a whole rollout plan. And they were like, you know what, let's try it out. And I'm so glad they did because it came out amazing. But I like to do that as much as possible. One, to get my feet wet and yeah. get more skilled in what I can do. But also, I just think it's 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 much more fun because if you know you can create something really good and you, you see the vision of what the brand is trying to do, but you haven't seen them necessarily implement it and you yeah. know you can, I will pitch away as much as possible, <laughs> as much as they will let me, even if they say no. <laughs> well, that's funny because Ian, your manager, recently talked to me about how you're you're very much interested in producing. Yeah, I am. Is this another transition yeah. you're gonna be making? Like a little uh, more yeah. behind the scenes? I'm preparing for it and it's so terrifying, but yes, I am trying to get more into entertainment production, a lot like narrative work. Okay. Um, I'm making my way. I'm do. I'm, I'm trying. I'm. I'm trying my best. <laughs> no, do you, listen. Go for it. I'm. Uh, so, so it's funny. I'm actually doing the same thing. I'm. Okay. I'm I know. I'm, I heard I'm you say. I was like, I'm developing. I'm working with another uh, producer who's been in like TV for like 15 plus years. We're we're working on a TV show. That's sick. And I'm like, I don't care if I host it or not. I just want to do it. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll go behind the scenes <laughs> and make that executive producer money. I'm, I'm okay. Fine. I'm okay. <laughs> I am completely and utterly fine. Only put me in when it makes sense. But I'd rather like, I, I like finding other talent and being like, I like finding the like little hero moments or the talented people where, yeah. where they otherwise wouldn't necessarily be thought in the conversation. I'm like, well. I have a way where you can get in the conversation. Huh? Come along with me. You know what? You're so funny enough. Your model that you're basing your career off of is very similar to what we see with like people like Oprah and Ryan Seacrest. And I follow their model too. They, uh, I don't know about Oprah, but I know Ryan Seacrest. He follows. Uh, I don't know if you know uh, Dick Clark. I don't. So Dick Clark used is used to be like like a big host mm -hmm. and he had this way of developing different business ventures that allowed him to be everywhere all at once mm -hmm. whether it's in front of the camera behind the scenes etc and that's the model that like ryan seacrest did that's why he helped to executive produce the kardashian show and then you see him on american idol and like all these different things and like that's the kind of model that I follow, where it's like, I'll do these different projects and things. You're going to see me everywhere. You're going to think I'm doing a lot, but I'm not. It's yeah. just being very strategic Strategic. about the placement. Honestly, yes. Um, that's why I look up to you. You're oh, amazing. You. But <laughs> literally, absolutely. Like, the people I look up to um, is the people like that. Like, the Issa Rays and the Donald yeah. Glovers and the Jordan Peels, where they were able to create things outside of themselves, um, which I think is really important, especially when you have like just a very unique vision and you're able to see talent um, and able to put talent in things that are really good and like m make a voice for people who otherwise wouldn't have a voice. So yes, absolutely, I am trying. Wait till five more years, five hopefully I'm years, there. man, cut it down. <laughs> I, I already told people, I'm like, listen, I'm trying to get to the point where I can be very selective with hosting, and that's not even gonna be like my main revenue source. It's oh gonna God. be like- I want that for you too. Yeah, it's like, oh, if I host something, it's just gonna be something big, and then I kind of like creep back behind the scenes oh, and like do that. my thing. <laughs> just hide away, just like pop out when you want to. Yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, I'm still here, <laughs> but I'm back. And, but part of this process, I don't know if this is something that you, have encountered this is something that i sometimes feel it's it's not quite imposter syndrome 
but it's the sense of like can i do this do i belong in this position am i able to do this like i definitely felt this when i was trying to put a t- like the tv show together and like okay can i actually do this like yeah. i don't know like it's kind of like a little sense of fear whenever you're trying to jump into a new new position new area etc so as you're trying to transition into this more mm-hmm. of a behind the scenes producer campaign content <laughs> development do you ever feel like do i should i be here do i belong here do i deserve to be here do you ever go through that yeah i think uh i mean there's been quite a few projects where i'm just like what have i gotten myself into <laughs> and I, there's so many people involved that it's almost like there's so much writing on it because you're like these are people's like livelihoods like can i can i lead this can i direct this can i be like the hammer like do this do that am i capable um i think at the end of the day i just say if i can't at least i learned and i learned what i can do better within that situation but I, I heavily believe in the model, fake it till you make it. Oh yeah, there's times like in, in front of the scenes, oh, she's fine, she's she's got it all together. Behind the scenes, I'll have a mental breakdown. Like, <laughs> oh my God, everyone came late, what are we doing? Oh no, like, yes. <laughs> but I think the only thing that kind of gets me through that is just like, just having the will to keep on going even when it feels like it's all gonna fall apart. Mm-hmm. And knowing that it's again it's not linear and you don't know everything and at the end of the day i think the people who are the most successful and provide a lot of value are the people that figure out a way to keep going despite any inconveniences or any like obstacles that they have Mm -hmm. they just figure out a way to persevere through whether that's a mental like block or physical block or uh, any type of barrier and it's hard like you can let your fear like kind of cripple you but at the end of the day I'm just like I want to be over there so if I stop here I will never make it over there even if I'm like crawling over there or running sprinting whichever whatever the pace it may need be I just know that I have to keep moving forward and that's the only thing that keeps me through that (laughs) it's the only thing (laughs) and also sometimes pausing is okay too Mm, you know whenever we talk about pausing or sometimes things being stagnant i like to call those rest periods because sometimes we we need to rest and step back regroup yeah reevaluate look at the big picture macro micro and kind of take the necessary steps from there because sometimes when you go in like a thousand miles per hour you don't notice the little details yeah you're completely completely right like taking that pause to breathe and really digest what you've just done mm-hmm. or what you're doing to then be able to like reevaluate and make a better decision. I think like even people say this when you're like creating stuff, like sometimes you do have to take your eyes away from it because you get strained yep. of seeing it over and over that you can't create. But then when you come back and look at it with new eyes, that's when it sparks something new. Um, so I need to learn how to do that more. <laughs> <laughs> I need to learn how to take a break a little bit oh. longer. Listen, whenever I need that, I just take a trip somewhere. Oh, that's just, smart. Just get away so that I don't have to focus on work. I can just be one. And it has to be in nature. I have to be somewhere in nature. Okay. That Something really calming. Yeah. Like I can go like hikes or go to Hawaii or like go somewhere where I can feel like, because nature grounds me. Mm. So I think that allows me to like slow down and really think things through. Be a lot more introspective. Yeah, I agree. Even like I hate exercising. 
but really? it's just so hard to be consistent. But I just started tennis lessons to do some like mindless behavior to oh. like take a break from things and being outside. Yeah. So like, it's been really fun to kind of just literally not think about anything work-wise and just kind yeah. of do an activity, be outside, breathe, take mm -hmm. in the air, try something new. Um, and I realized I want to do that a lot more. This is my first time doing anything like that. Yeah. yeah. I, see, I, I work out all the time. I'm it's trying. Been, it's, it's been part of my life since, what, three, four years old? You're better than me. I'm no, trying. It's just, I want to. It's a habit. It's, it's, it's a habit that's been in my life for well over 18 years. See, you've been conditioned for it. I'm starting from the beginning. It's But tennis is fun. I actually like tennis. It is fun. It I is. Like it. Uh, my mom always told me, you need to know uh, either golf or tennis for business. And really? golf was just too slow for me, so I chose tennis. Yeah, because right a lot path. of deals are, happen on the, the tennis, or excuse me, the tennis court or the golf course. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> One of my friends is trying to get me to learn golf, but I just, I just, I don't have the patience for I it. I don't think I do either. I just don't. <laughs> I, I don't can't. Do. You want me to stay out on a golf course for hours upon hours, wait my turn to hit, and then it's, it's just too Tennis much. just ping pong. Yeah. Like back and forth. It's a consistent flow. Yeah. And then it's also like, you know, I'm getting adrenaline. I'm like, oh, I feel great. Like golf, I'm just like, I don't know. It's a little slower. It is. It's, it's very slower. slow. Sorry to my friends who are listening who love golf. Y'all know I love y'all. We still love I, you. We still love you. We're just, <laughs> just not big on golf. And I, it's so bad because one of my friends is a professional golfer. And I'm like, yo. I always tell her. I'm like, I'm only like watching, I respect what you do. I'm like, I'm only watching for you. <laughs> but I have no idea what's going on. I just know you're swinging, hitting the ball, and just getting trying to get in the hole. You're like, it looks like it's working. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you did great. She'd be like, no, I didn't. I'm like, oh, sorry. Well, moral support. A for effort. I don't know. <laughs> But <laughs> speaking of friends, when we talk about networking, mm -hmm. the one thing I always tell creators mm -hmm. and individuals is like, you know, yeah, you see the bigger person, like, and AKA networking vertically. But I always say that the most important thing that I've learned from people like Issa Rae and others is to network horizontally. Network mm. with your friends, network with your fellow peers, because you're all coming up usually at the same time. Yeah. Um, and that's helped me where like people I came up with when I first started in New York, now they're working at major networks or yeah. they're working in these places where now they're like, oh, let's get Aaron. Ha you know, for you, has networking horizontally, ne networking with your peers, working with your peers, has that been something that's been instrumental in the growth in your career? I, I think so. I, I feel like as of like recently, the past few years, I've just been, I don't know what it is. I've been having a really good eye on catching talent mm. and kind of seeing where people want to be because everyone wants to do everything, but like you can't do everything all at once. I've heard that from Oprah. You can do everything you want in life. You can't just do it at the same exact time. No, but you can delegate and get someone to do it for <laughs> <Exactly>. you. Exactly. <laughs> and then I started just looking at the people around me and like what they're really, really good at and what they want to do and seeing how I can incorporate that within whatever I'm doing, or if I see other people doing things that I can kind of mingle those two worlds together. And I think that's just a really great strategy because you never realize how many like geniuses are around you that are good at different things that you're able to create something that amazing because you're able to put all the pieces in the right place. Um, and again, other, people in, at higher entities may not see them the same way that you do, but you're able 
to see that. So I think as of recently, it's just been a very integral process in what I want to do to pivot because I'm realizing that I can't do everything. And I'm was I was a person that wanted to do like literally everything. I wanted to edit. I wanted to write the script. I wanted to film it. And I'm like, wait, the best way I learned this from Succession, and it's bad because I've been obsessed with <laughs> Succession. If you want to go, he said something like, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, you go together. Yes. And uh, all the people in Succession suck. But that was one <laughs> quote. <laughs> that was one quote that was like, yeah, I, I fully and wholeheartedly believe that this is truly a team effort. And you should be uplifting everybody where it makes sense obviously don't force anything but let things flow in the right direction together is it's it's like i've learned that really hard this year yeah no same like i've had to as you can see i i have a team and i've had to let go of certain things to the point where i'm like no you just handle Relinquish it control yeah i'm like i don't want to <laughs> know because if i know i'm trying to put my hands in it like just i trust you it's the perfectionism in you oh gosh it is it is but <laughs> you got that gem from a show but we got to hear a gem from you okay. so what i like to ask every guest who's on the show mm -hmm. what is that one piece of advice you want those who are listening or tuning in to take away what is that real gem that you want to drop that's a good question I think the one gem that I want to drop is you are capable of doing whatever you want to do. And sometimes when your mind's really clouded, you get really lost. So you really have to take those moments, like you said, to pause and really understand who you are as a person and how you operate um, with people by yourself, creatively, business wise. Because I feel like sometimes people don't really take the time to understand themselves naturally and when you don't kind of listen to that gut that intuition that how you operate mm -hmm. you can get pulled in so many different directions but when you finally take the time to hone in into your own voice and what truly is calling you it takes some time to really like clear out all the muddiness in your mind I think that's what's gonna lead you into the right direction and keep on honoring that. Mm -hmm. um, even when it feels kind of like a tug, take some time to really, really, really listen. And what and whatever it takes to figure out how to listen to yourself, whether that's going to therapy and understanding your mind. Ooh, child. Yeah, talking to your family, whether therapy. that's journaling, whether that's painting, like you need to find some type of activity or function that allows you to be socially aware mm -hmm. of who you are as a person. And it's okay to ask for help if you need help. It's okay. Honestly, you should. Yeah, you should. You, <laughs> you should. should ask for help. It's, I know we think we can do it alone. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if no. that is possible. No. It's <laughs> definitely not possible. I don't think it's possible. And that's okay. Yeah. And, um, and that doesn't mean you always ask for help at every single moment, but just it's okay yeah yeah oh yeah if I had to do everything oh, yeah no I'm not gonna think about that if I had to do everything now I'm like oh I would not be able to I understand <laughs> I understand and it took me a while I was like how come I wasn't listening to myself before because I definitely didn't like you think you are yeah but then you realize you're like I'm not you know what it is it's because when you start out right like you know it, it's you it's you it's you believing in it it's you mm -hmm. chasing your dream and not everyone buys into it right away. So yeah. you you literally are controlling your destiny in some shape or form. 
And then, you know, when things progress and you find other people who want to help, and you're like, ooh, do I want to give up because I have to have full trust in this person? Yeah. What if something happens? And you get skeptical. Yeah. Because it's just, it's kind of like, it's like your baby of whatever that is. But that's also another important skill to have, which kind of goes back to like being aware of yourself and being aware of others. Because like as you're building your team, you need to have that self-awareness of yourself to yeah. find other people who can compliment you. Yeah. Who can. And that and, and, not everyone know. does. Yeah, exactly. And people forget that. Like it's okay to not work together if it doesn't yeah. work. Like everyone has different personalities and that's like one side of the business that's like really important. Like, can you work with these people <laughs> in oh a way God. that doesn't stress you out? That, <laughs> or it's in, if it stresses you out, it's good stress. It's yeah. like y'all love, like it's like the kind where it's like, oh, this feels fun and mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like, it's hard work, but it doesn't feel tough and straining. Yeah. It feels like you're progressing as opposed to like, you're always battling. Yeah, and it's also like, if you're gonna be bringing them on as a team, it's okay to have like certain expectations. So like, whenever I bring someone on the team with me, I have the expectation like, listen, I'm gonna work hard, but that means that you're gonna have to work at the same pace that I am. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're looking for me to have this amount of output, if you're looking for me to build my own IP, if you're looking for me to do this, I expect the same in terms of work ethic from you. Yeah, and you know? having that clear, line of communication i i feel as though sometimes people just go off of assumption which i guess makes yeah. sense sometimes but like then that's how you get disappointed whether it is like the output or it, like things aren't leveling out the way that you so envision in your mind mm -hmm. but i think that's like honestly a lack of hey this is what i expect from you yeah. what do you want to expect from me this is what i can offer this is what i cannot offer yeah. and just having those clear boundaries which sometimes is really hard to do especially if it's like people who are your friends? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the one thing that I do to kind of separate that, because like I work, I work with my friends, right? And I think that the one thing that I do to kind of help with separating that is I tell my friends that who work, who work with me, I don't handle money conversations. Like Smart. I have, I have, I have <laughs> someone else who handles that for me, who handles paying people, who handles like, you know, negotiating. So then yeah. it, it, it doesn't interfere Same. with my relationships with him. And I have like other people who kind of manage these other things for me. So then I don't have to have a potential strain in my relationship because of that. Yeah. Like I'd rather have someone else delegate to do that. And also I'd rather have someone else who, to be honest, can be more matter neutral yeah. or matter of fact or, you know, is able to, to really talk things through because, you know, the, that's one of the things that I realized when I worked with my other friends is like I realized that I allowed certain things to happen because I was friends with that person or friends with these people. Yeah. When I should have put my foot down more. Yeah, I, I mean, I've done the same. Yeah. So I, I, I'm right there with you. It's definitely like nice because I, I can't have those conversations. I really, I yeah. don't, one, I don't know how. Two, I just like, I get like, I feel bad. Like for some reason, I'm like, why am I feeling bad to have this conversation? So I'd rather, if someone else wants to do it yeah. and they're good at it and we work well, you can have that conversation. And it's yeah. just like a level of respect. It's nothing like in regards to each mm -hmm. individual. It's just like, this is just point blank what it is. How do we make this work? Yeah. Somebody yeah. gotta be the bad guy. It ain't Someone, gonna be me. It's not gonna be me. It's not gonna be me. <laughs> I don't wanna be that. Uh, no, I don't even like being <laughs> being the bad girl in other in other jobs that I have, but sometimes I gotta be. It's needed. I, it, it is needed, it's needed sometimes, but I don't know. I just feel like there's always a way to, to handle these things. Um, handle it, it transparently, honestly. That communication, then, yeah. yeah. Communication, let me tell you. 
So speaking of communicating, talk to us. What do you have coming up? What are you working on? What 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 kind of conferences, conventions are you going to? What is happening in the world yeah. of Kiara, please, within the next couple of months? Well, the next convention I'm going to is Anime Expo. Okay. And that's going to be fun. I feel like it's going to be huge and crazy, probably. <laughs> Whoo, Anime Expo always has things to do. Um, I'm working on... I well, I don't know when it's gonna come out, but I'm working on a graphic novel. Um, oh yeah, I think I saw you tweet about it or something. Yeah, like yeah. I've been working on it for a while, so I'm really just excited to kind of venture into that mm. endeavor even more so. What genre is it in? It's like sci-fi fantasy. Okay. Sci-fi fantasy. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I think I think it's great, but I'm biased. <laughs> um, <laughs> As far as production, I'm working on a few narrative projects that I'm hoping to put out soon. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just been a whole whirlwind of learning of what that even entails and just learning how different people do their jobs and the different art style. I've learned about lenses and I don't even do photography or videography. <laughs> and now I'm like, that's what this means? This is crazy. Um, but definitely diving more into kind of like traditional forms of media and creating my own IP um, and kind of dabbling in that world and seeing how I can like put my little stake in the game because I, I have a vision of cool things and I think I, I'd be excited to share them. Well, for those who may want to tune into what you have to share, where can they follow you on social media? You can follow me at Kiera, please. That's literally on everything. TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, it's probably on Facebook, but my Facebook's hacked, so don't go there. <laughs> everything but Facebook, you can find me at Kiera, please. <laughs> well, Kiera, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. I'm sure... I mean, I've learned new things about you. Even like, oh, you hate ice cream? Come I'm on, girl. sorry. That's all right. We're <laughs> going to find some other snack for you to have. But okay. thank you so much for coming on Real Gems. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You are literally an innovator and oh, just like a, a pioneer in yeah. this space. So I just, I'm so honored and so appreciative. And like, you're just great. So ah! like, thank you. Gosh, don't <laughs> make me blush in terms of the viewers for all who are tuning in. Let us know. What did you love about this episode? What real gem do you want to drop? What real gem do you enjoy from Kira? Please put it in the comment section. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe. And be sure to tune into the next episode. We have another amazing guest with another amazing journey who's going to be dropping more gems for you all. My name is Aaron Ashley Simon, and I'll see you next time. Peace, peace.